Over the last four weeks of chapel, we've been hearing about what happened to Jesus and the disciples after Easter. After Jesus crushed our sin on the cross and three days later rose again in glorious life. Each time Jesus has appeared to his disciples since then though, they have been confused and startled. They've doubted. Even one of them has become known as Doubting Thomas. Again in today's passage, we see in verse 17 that when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Initially, it might seem odd that Matthew included this. Why tell us that they weren't certain or sure that it was Jesus? Isn't he trying to convince people that Jesus did rise from the dead? But that's not the only or main reason we're told about this. It's to give us comfort. These disciples, who spent countless hours around Jesus, hearing him teach and watching him heal, many of whom went on after this passage to lead great missionary lives, telling people about Jesus and the good news of the gospel. Even they doubted, just like us. It's a comfort to know that it's okay to doubt and to worry, to be swept up in the fears and worries of the world around us, especially when the future feels like this time when the future feels like it's on such uneven ground, changing every week. But Jesus also gives us a solution to trust in God's direction, because if you're a Christian, you believe that God has our future in his hands. It's under control no matter how much we doubt or worry. And that's true for each and every one of us. In the passage, we can see that the disciples see Jesus approaching them and they can't help but see the miracle of his existence and worship him. And as Beck just read and explained, some still doubted. Moving on to verse 18 and 19, we read about Jesus' first encounter with the disciples as he says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. You may think it's kind of strange that this is the first thing Jesus says to his disciples after raising from the grave. I mean, he is Jesus, so he could have thrown a welcome back to earth party for himself or yelled out, surprise, Peter, Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, Simon and Judas. I really wasn't lying to you when I told you I'd come back to life the other day. Yet, instead of any of this, he simply says, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And even though it may seem strange that these were Jesus' first words, it's actually the most heartfelt thing that Jesus could have said to them. When Jesus declares that he has all authority in heaven and on earth, this isn't said to intimidate disciples or to make us feel threatened by his great power over us. No, it's actually meant to do the opposite. For me personally, knowing that I worship a God who is completely in control of the world we live in brings me a lot of peace especially in the face of global pandemics and uncertainty in making life choices after I graduate school. God's mighty authority and power in the Bible is seen to open the eyes of the blind, clear the ears of the deaf, and straighten the crippled legs of the lame. And that same power and authority is available to us through Jesus today. Do you think anything is too great for the, His almighty power to bring comfort in your life? It's such a beautiful thing to ponder over the authority that God has over the heavens and on the earth it takes the pressure off having to try and control our own lives or live up to earthly expectations. Because instead, we can rest in the comfort of knowing that God will make a way and He has plans far greater than ones we could make for ourselves. So Jesus, through God, has all authority in heaven and on earth. If we read on in the passage, we see Jesus sending his disciples out into the world to spread the good news of Jesus to all the nations. Then he goes on in verse 20 to say, They are to teach people to obey everything I have commanded you. That sounds a bit like a whole lot of uncomfortable rules, right? I'm reminded of Moses and the Ten Commandments, and they're certainly in a similar situation to Moses was. 
If you look back at the start of the passage, you'll see that they too are on a mountain and receiving instruction. Sounds like the same, right? But it's actually not, and that's one of the biggest changes Jesus brought. Instead of sticking religiously to all the rules of Israel and the Jewish rulers, where a relationship with God was about obeying all the rules and making sacrifices, through Jesus, our relationship with God is an individual, personal relationship with the Creator of the universe, who loves us and calls us to love like Him too. In Mark 12, when asked which is the most important commandment, Jesus says this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, Love your neighbour as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these. This is what Jesus means by everything I have commanded you, to love God and one another. In John 13, Jesus says exactly that. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Jesus goes on to say in verse 20, And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. What grabs my attention straight away about this verse is how Jesus wasn't just talking to his disciples or intending to comfort them while they live the rest of their lives, but it actually extends to every one of God's people to the very end of the age. I think there's a common theme of comfort in this passage and Jesus really puts the cherry on top with this last verse. He is with us always, not just when we're faithful enough to pray and ask for his help or when we remember him in our Christian studies class, but he is with us always. A verse that I love that comes to mind when reading this passage is from 2 Timothy 2 verse 13, and it says, If we are faithless, he remains faithful. God didn't send his Holy Spirit to come and only reside in the most perfect and steadfast Christians, but he sent Jesus to die so that we may all receive his spirit and live in the amazing peace of knowing that God is with us always.